0: Welcome back, everybody, to Rain on Your Parade with J.L. Covan. I am J.L. Covan, here as always with my friend, producer, life coach, partner, Mike.
1: Hi, everybody. Hi, J.L. How you doing?
0: I'm good. How was your Thanksgiving?
1: Really fun. You know, New Jersey, uh, it's not my favorite place to be, but for, for three days when the leaves are changed and there's a lot of food to eat, um,
0: it's, it's all right. Cool. I moved to New Jersey four years ago. I'm glad that you don't like it.
1: Yeah. Um, how do you like it? Real quick. I don't want to take up too much time asking no, you, but
0: that's okay. Uh, I really like, like it, it, right?
1: You're a Jersey guy.
0: No, not at all. <laughs> um, you know, I can deal with, I, I'd prefer the the racism to be left out of youth sports and yeah. sporting arenas. Um, I prefer if the drivers didn't treat pedestrians like, um, you know, things that were in their way, ruining their lives. You know, I the, the cars, they stop for you in Jersey only if they're going to kill you. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, no, we're going, we're going this, this stop sign. What's that <laughs> right of way? No. Yeah. So that's annoying, but I like the town I'm in, uh, Bloomfield. It's, it's peaceful. It's, it's on the come up, mm-hmm. a lot of new construction. Uh, and, uh, I'm a two mile walk from my brother's house in Montclair. Cause he's doing, uh, he's doing better. Nice. But yeah. So I like Jersey, uh, went to Laura's, uh, brothers for, for Thanksgiving dinner. Jersey uh, also. Uh, Glen Ridge. Yeah uh, Glen Ridge, uh, where Tom Cruise graduated high school. Is that right? Yes. He moved around a lot, but he graduated high school from Glen Ridge high. Hmm. And I, I keep trying to find his house in Glen Ridge. It's like my Graceland. Yeah. <laughs> but the other thing I know about Glen Ridge is Glen Ridge high school. When I entered college in 19, uh, fall of 1997, I had a book that had been given a very good review by the New York times book review. That's right. Even at 18, I was, uh, a real uh,
1: voracious reader, a
0: voracious reader, and just a cultured man. Yeah, <laughs> barely a man, but cultured. And it was called Our Guys, and it was about, and I, I this is not funny, but it was about um, four like bro athletes at Glenridge High who sexually assaulted a mentally uh, disabled girl. And true story. True story. Oh, and uh, that's really all I ever still think about when I'm in Glen Ridge, like. Understandably, it's like it's like how uh, Newtown, Connecticut will, as long as I'm alive, will only be yep. sand the Sandy Hook
1: shooting. Columbine, same sort of thing. right. Yeah, and
0: and to me, reading that book, it was a very, it was a kind of book I would tell every parent to give, like their yeah, honestly, their daughters too, but especially their sons, um, as a don't be these guys. Uh, yeah.
1: The world's a horrific place, isn't
0: it? (laughs) It is. It is. uh, And it's getting more horrific. (laughs) Um, And we blame mostly Matt Reif. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about Matt Reif later in this podcast. But what I don't like to do is when other people zig, I choose to lose money. And now Matt Reif's the talk of the town. I don't need to chase the algorithm. I've been there. The (laughs) listeners of this show know where I've been. You can look at my record. Okay. I'm not some Johnny come lately to the rife isn't that good at comedy, yep I've been there day one. I learned about a new comedian. I watched his stuff, and my critiques were pretty much broadly what people are critiquing him for now, other than the misogyny that I support um but yeah, Thanksgiving was good uh over the weekend I finished um and obviously when people listen to this they'll be like, what Thanksgiving was a while ago well, you know what we we we, we use the studio when we can, and we take break, breaks for family and food. But uh, I finished the Matthew Perry book, his his memoir, mm-hmm. um, because, as you can imagine, like my own fans, I only want to support an artist when they can no longer benefit from it. Right. So I bought his book posthumously. I loved it. It was funny. It was very uh, ra- raw and very, it didn't feel like he was hiding anything, except like occasionally kept some women's names, to you know, discreet for whatever reason lawsuits or respect for them or both um but i really really liked it and i then started watching friends how did you feel about friends before you read this book and before he passed i only watched 2 seasons just because the time it was on like my 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 parents loved friends you know cuz it was right after like it was in that when must see tv 90s, was a real thing yeah, right. um so you know, we liked Seinfeld. I I thought Chandler, Chandler's the one I could still remember. I was yeah. just like Chandler was the funniest, and so I probably watched two seasons. But I'm usually not somebody who sticks with sitcoms for like the run of a sitcom. But I got what I wanted out of it. You sit with your parents, you're all enjoying friends, and uh, so I I've always had like fond memories of it. But I was never somebody who watched the whole, eaten nearly the whole show. Right. And then I was in college when it was in. I was like I had more important things to do. You know, like lift weights and masturbate. Yeah. And so um, I started watching it again, and the first thing that struck me is, like, Phoebe never got her due for how attractive she is. Lisa Kudrow, young Lisa Kudrow kind of looked like Ivanka Trump with talent. They
1: just, because the character is such a bird brain, they kind of make her look like a weirdo
0: right the whole show and to me that's like that's what a skilled coxman would do which is like <laughs> everybody's going for aniston and courtney cox i'm making my first draft pick lisa kudra yeah the same way i said that i would go for chloe kardashian before all the kardashians because that would have been the one with a shot
1: you're on chloe island i think oh i know yeah
0: no, but there was this moment there was this moment in between her i think seventh and fourteenth surgeries <laughs> where she was like, "Good, yeah, that's the ticket yeah, and she yeah. just kept going um but uh, and you don't wanna you know you don't want o j walking her down the aisle at the wedding. you do not, yeah. you certainly do not, <laughs> yeah, hey, he's not gaining a son in law he's losing a daughter and a son in law, <laughs> <laughs> oh." So yeah, OJ, OJ jokes. Yeah. So Poor Nicole. I'm like seven episodes in and Ron
1: and Ron. Wow. Yeah, I, okay.
0: didn't realize we were doing the anti-Semitism on this and forgetting <laughs> Ron Goldman <laughs> of all times to be forgetting Ron Goldman. I know. Wow. All right. Well, free Palestine producer over there. <laughs> um, but I started watching it and it is, it is funny, but I also know it's the first season And I always, whenever I see people hating on Friends, they kind of do the thing like, this is not funny. I'm like, what are you, halfway through the pilot? The pilot wasn't that great, if you're looking back on it. But that's not the way TV, you do the pilot, then you do the first season if the pilot gets approved, and then you keep getting better and better.
1: It's true. Most sitcoms that are really good don't get really good until, like, I don't think Seinfeld's good until season five. Oh, wow. Four, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, right around, like, when they did that Chinese episode, uh, Chinese restaurant episode, that was, like, when they started finding their... Right, their groove where it was like the well, season is one was definitely
0: not not good. that good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But pe- people and producers used to be patient with art and right. patient with the process. Right. Um. So and now I think you see the reverse, which is like, what a pilot, and it's like by episode nine, you're like, this fell apart. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm 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 gonna go through Friends. That's because it's good because it's 22 minutes a pop. So it's a good like fill-in show. I'm in no hurry to get through it, but I do want to watch it now with sort of a reflective eye, and also just to see it again, like see what I didn't see. Um, so that'll be that'll be fun. But the book is uh, it's very good. Um, he was uh, it's it's very reflective. It, it reminded me of like a podcast episode before you were my producer,
1: uh, one of yours. Yeah, why? Because it's just it's a lot of. Monologuing, yeah, and, you know, uh, directionless, <laughs> going here, well, going there. No, technically, he
0: has direction. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's it's me with direction. <laughs> okay. Like, what is this chapter going to be hilarious or harrowing? <laughs> cool, but I I liked it. It was like a four day read for me. Yeah. Um. So now I'm reading about Mitt Romney. But for all books and other things that I put behind the paywall, if you like this show, if you like me, or if you won the lottery, any one of those three things. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash JL Covan. A lot of good stuff there, um, you know, and that's it. That's and that's a good way to, you know, this show is free, which I hear lots of people like. I, they, they both like the show and more importantly, they like that it's free. Don't we all. But, you know, to those super fans, um, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Are you watching uh, any TV these days, specifically on Showtime, <laughs> specifically on Paramount Plus? <laughs> More specifically about the Red Scare.
1: Uh, No, but I I think I have seen the promo for the show that you're talking about. And that does look interesting. And I like some of the actors in it specifically. Matt, face
0: of the gods, Bomer. Yes. Okay, guys. I want to talk about something that I I was talking last night because we were going through. I'm basically almost done with shows that I watch by myself. Yeah. Because I wake up early, I keep different, I work from home, also known as unemployed right now. <laughs> um, and so I have a lot more time to get through the shows that I like that Laura doesn't really care to watch. Yeah, um, But now we're on to like the shows that we both want to watch. So I said, which would you rather watch? Um, this, what is it called? The Curse, which I really want to watch. Yes, Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder and, and Emma Stone, Stone mm-hmm. which I hear is really good. And unique Mm -hmm. or uh, the show that we're going to talk about fellow travelers, which is about basically the the red scare, but also the lavender scare, which is like in the 50s, they were going after Joseph McCarthy and Roy Cohn were going after suspected communists. But there was a side journey (laughs) uh, of also trying to root out, embarrass, destroy gay closeted gay men and women. And because they believed that, you know, unlike communism, which they just thought was de facto, you're against this country, it was more like, well, if you're gay, you could be compromised. You could be blackmailed Mm. into, if you're lucky, you can get blackmailed right? if you're gay. Um, Back then. So so you kind of couch it, not in a total, even though there's plenty of, it's plenty of homophobia now. Right. So you can imagine, but it was also... Well, if, you know, you get caught, you're married or you're this, or living a double life, you could be exploited, which is true, but it wouldn't be an issue if people could have just lived how they want to live. But it <laughs> right. was a it was a it was a, a nice excuse to exact Fuck like, somebody's revenge life on ho- like, yes. homophobic <laughs> based revenge. But it was right. a nice like, actually, we're doing this for patriotism. Yes. So I said, well, this seems interesting, both from a historical perspective and it's gotten really good reviews. But they did say the sex was very graphic. Yes. Two uh, sex men. Yeah, like like we're talking Borat without any black bars. Okay. Okay. And or Bruno.
1: Bruno. A lot of gay sex with Bruno, yeah.
0: Bruno. Bruno. Groundbreaking movie. Underrated. I love Bruno.
1: Yeah, me too. Fucking I thought that was his best character. Yeah. I always did. On the show too. Ally G show. I always thought Bruno was the funniest character. Throw
0: your shoulders back. This is a fashion show, not a slave auction. (laughs) Um it's incredible. like I love Bruno. Yeah. And I remember when that movie started, the like house music comes up. And I remember discussing this with another comic years ago. I started laughing at like the, the like dance before it even started. I was like, I know what he's doing. It's going to be some like explosive house music. And I'm laughing as like the universal sign is coming up. Um, But anyway, so they they delivered. The sex was very, uh, very uh, erotic. I felt like I was there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was like, "Am I getting fucked in the ass?" This <laughs> is very, this is very in- intimate and and intense. Yeah, and it's the kind of sex. Just in case you're wondering, like, would you mind? no no. If I saw straight people having sex in a movie, this into- I'd be like, "Jesus, this is this is a lot." <laughs> I mean, not that I'm against it or or wouldn't like to be one of the participants, but. This is a lot. Yeah. But, okay, it's, 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 and maybe that's that restrained, closeted, like, you're portraying it because they're like, they can only get it at certain times. It's like, it's like this released animal instinct, sort right. of. It's a directorial choice. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I will say this, uh, the show Rap Shit, sidebar, Rap Shit on Max, which I'm enjoying. It's an Issa Rae show. Issa Rae low-key v- puts her intimacy coordinators to work. <laughs> That's such a funny way to put it. <laughs> like, they earn their paychecks. Yeah. Because it's like, you'll watch rap shit or or some episodes of Insecure and be like, so did they fuck for eight seconds? Yeah. Because I don't know what, like, like, if I'm that, whatever sock or restraint or flesh-colored protective bear... Does it matter? I mean, yes, of course it matters if you're not penetrating the person, but it's like you're definitely slapping this woman's bare ass with your dick. Yeah. Like there's no, I mean, you're sucking that breast. There's no dental dam stopping you from getting that in your mouth. Like they're they so insecure uh, and, and rap have some scenes where you're like, wow, that is, uh, I mean, that's, you might as well just fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just bear 15 seconds. When she says cut, you pull out. Yeah. Cause then that's assault. Yeah. Yeah. But, You're given 12 pumps for this take and fellow travelers takes it to a, to a new level. And I know in an age of porn, I think we've also become more accepting and able to tolerate sort of intense sex scenes in
1: film. Sure. But I don't think that they do them much anymore. I think in maybe in like I haven't really seen insecure uh, and obviously I haven't seen this, but in movies they're, I think movies are like se- very sexually sterile. Well, Marvel characters don't fuck. Well, <laughs> sure, neither does The Rock. Neither does Ryan Reynolds. You know, neither does.
0: Yeah, why is the The Rock and Ryan Reynolds are on that like Tom Cruise shit, dude? But it's the like, Rock, but you guys are you guys are like out out in the open, straight,
1: dude. There are there like think of every Rock movie that you might have ever seen. He never is sexual with anybody ever.
0: I wonder why. I wonder what business or personal choice that is in terms of like
1: there's a great I want to shout out Patrick H Willems. he's a, he makes um film uh essays on YouTube mm-hmm. he, they're great very high quality and high level he's a very smart guy he literally just did a whole episode about The Rock and Ryan Reynolds uh, and basically how they're just they're actors who are just corporate brands right like they like the rock's whole thing is like he's basically using every thing that he's making as a mini platform to like potentially maybe r- actually run for president, whether that's actually going to happen or not, he's thinking that way essentially I, that he needs to be like, he needs to have a Q rating with everybody. Right. As opposed to make like interesting acting decisions, which is something that like a Gosling or somebody like that, or, you know, or I, Oscar Isaac or somebody right? that that's kind of like
0: what leads their, their decisions, right. you know? Yeah. Um well, so my, so the point of bringing up fellow travelers is not to just describe graphic gay sex, gay yes. sex scenes. Um <laughs> though on Patreon that's what we're doing. Right. Um it's what what struck me about this movie is Matt Bomer. Okay? This guy, if you don't know Matt Bomer, Matt Bomer one of the most handsome people I've ever seen. Yes. Like he looks like John. You took the best parts of John Ham, like that lantern jaw, that that serious, that gravitas, that serious handsomeness, and then took all the best parts of Henry Cavill, yeah, and said, "Now we've got a handsome guy."
1: But the other thing is also he's he's like his features are softer. Yeah, he's not very gruff, so it but kind of also makes him chiseled, look perfect.
0: Yes, but he's he's ripped he's in ripped. the show, and oh, I'm like. Yeah. You know, I, and part of me is like, you're not that committed to the craft because you're 2010s gay ripped, <laughs> 1950s congressional aide ripped was yeah. definitely not 20, but you wouldn't allow your trainer to just give you a few more days off, so it's yeah. a little more realistic. And his his lover in the movie. Uh, is even funnier because he's like the nerdy, awkward one. He's like, I, I've got glasses and I'm coming into His my giant own as a game. Jacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jacked. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think he's a little more, ja- he might be more jacked than Matt Bomer. Yeah. But it's not about the other guy. It's about Matt Bomer. Yes. The, the, the thing that came to mind yesterday, because you know, I, I'm a left of center guy, but I like to, I like to look at, are we living our values or talking our values? Yes. And, um, Matt Bomer should be an A-list megastar. Now, maybe he doesn't want that. We have to we have to couch this him. He might be very content with his very handsome, successful career. Yes. Okay. That's so. This is not. If he has made these choices, great. But I think a guy with his talent, he is. He's a clearly very talented actor and very. I don't know if I mentioned this. Extremely handsome. <laughs> right. Okay. Like really handsome. Yes. I throughout the years of Righteous prick, the former you know the prince to this this show's androgynous symbol yeah um i used to have a little bit you know they, i had a rotating sort of man crush sort of thing i'd go through phases uh joseph gordon levitt for a brief time interesting just cuz it doesn't was doesn't seem like your type if i'm being honest no but you know <laughs> the 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 closeted top in me wants a talented a little twink guy. yeah uh is that have i offended uh my
1: I think we're, we're far okay. beyond.
0: Okay, good. Just keep, um, just keep digging. But Henry Cavill had the longest run. Sure. Of just like, Jesus Christ. Look yeah. at this guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now I think it might be Matt Bomer. <laughs> and Bomer Boner. And uh oh, sorry, I had to do a pun, but it, it was right there. This this that was fine. Um, you think he calls it that at like sex parties? <laughs> Who's ready for a Bomer Boner? <laughs> Hit cue yeah, well, up maybe. the gaga. <laughs> Oh, 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 or does he go Boomer, Boomer, (laughs) Boomer, Bo, 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 -bo -bo (laughs) Boomer? Gaga, give me one more album with some bad romance type tracks. Mm. Fuck the jazz. Yeah. Okay. Just stop. Give me how I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: But Matt Bomer.
0: Anyway, Matt Bomer. Why isn't he a bigger star? That was the big question I was thinking. Like, he's got it all. He works. He's talented. He's, he's I mentioned he's handsome. So yes. I thought to myself, I was like, where are the gay leading men in Hollywood? Mm-hmm. And when I say leading men, I just don't, I don't mean like been nominated for three Emmys or been, I'm talking name all the big time leading men you can think of. How many of them are out and gay? Really the only one that I can think of,
1: and I don't know that he's A-list anymore, mm-hmm. but the first name that comes to mind is Neil Patrick Harris.
0: And we looked at a list last night yeah. because because Laura was like, there's got to be some. And I was like, and Neil Patrick Harris fits into, he was an A-lister, a low TV A-lister. He, but he was, but he was more well, of the... Ryan Seacrest type A list, he's hosting shows, he's in this well, show. No, but, but
1: how I met your, even though I don't like how I met your mother, I Ensemble don't Ensemble Cast, a good show. though.
0: Ensemble Cast.
1: But he was like the run. I think he was the runaway. That like made him, that
0: put him into. But that. what did he do? And then my question to you is then name the thing well, right. that he then did that was like, boom.
1: Right. Well, no, that's when exist. he went and did all the Seacrest stuff. and
0: Sure, but he was like Broadway supporting actor and, in Gone Girl. Right. You know, so there was not. And that's a good example because that's the example she came up with. And I was like, but when I mentioned to you, now I'm going to mention to you off the top of my head, 10 leading men. And you'll see that he is nowhere, anywhere close to the people I'm about to name. No, 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 Yeah, Right. You get and it. Like,
1: frankly, Bomer is also, in my opinion, a better actor. Than Neil Patrick Harris. Sure, Bomer's done things where you don't think, "Wow, I'm watching Matt Bomer." Right. Whereas, like, it's well, kind of hard mean, to not just, see. It's hard not to see that face. <laughs> yeah, right, but it's also <laughs> it's hard to not see. I don't know that Neil Patrick Harris, whether he's not taken them or not been given the chance a lot, he hasn't he hasn't displayed a lot of range. Right. Whereas Bomer has tried a lot of the things that I like Bomer in, like I said, Doom Patrol. They have his face. My covered. dreams.
0: Hm. all right your fantasies but anyway go ahead um no so that that was my point is that hollywood very liberal right gay rights in this country although and uh, yes you can point to me setbacks and things trump or DeSantis have done but in general we are in a a historically very good time things can always get better things need to get better in certain ways of course but we are in a gay marriage legal, yeah, ado- like all sorts of things. Supreme court and office standing, what they try to do with like adoption and things like that. Yeah. But, but this is like one of those examples. It's kind of almost like a NIMBY thing where it's like liberals love to say, we should do this, this, and don't let them move into ma- don't build a shelter near my home. Don't build a low income housing near me. Don't open the schools to poor kids to be, but like, this is kind of like, feels like Hollywood's like NIMBYism in a way where it's like, yeah, we're still, it's 2023 and we still don't have an out gay A list leading man. And people can comment, of course, if, they, if somebody comes to mind, but I'm saying out. You can make your Hugh Jackman, Will Smith, Tom Cruise jokes. Yeah. None of them are out. Right. And Hugh Jackman has a book coming out where he says, like, he's going to, he got divorced. He's long been rumored to be, whether it's gay, bisexual, something. Yeah. But what I would say to you is, if he's divorced and he's done playing Wolverine and he's now into his fifties watch where he I his don't career- know that he's
1: done playing Wolverine.
0: I mean, no, he may be doing like another one, but I'm saying this would be an interesting case, but he's also at the end of his action run action yeah. run where, where he could of course go into, mu- <laughs> he could do musicals of course Sure, he could do he character does, right. work and things like that or independent film. But it's it would be interesting to be like, oh, is he already conceding? Like, my my action A-list run is over. I can be me. If that's what – if. and I'm just reporting, like, internet rumors. Yeah. But think about any actor, and it's like, no, you, you. I don't know how far you'd have to get down the list to get an out male actor. And Bomer just brought that to my mind where I was like, this guy should be – I mean – Well, all right. So I think the question
1: starts with uh, – Because he is a celebrity. Oh, yeah. And I do think he is, at this point, an A-list celebrity. But I agree, if he was the lead in a movie, he probably doesn't open a movie the way that uh, Tom Cruise or any of these other guys that you mentioned could. So I think the question really comes down to why would he not be able to open a movie with major success? And I think that also has to do with the market. In yep. which movies are sort of sold now? What are what makes a movie star in twenty twenty three about to be twenty twenty four? Sure. And uh, who are the A list people that could open a movie and be
0: big time celebs? Why? Like I'm going to wh- give you an example of a guy who I put as like the po- not even poor man's because I'm a fan of this guy and he's also good. James Marsden. Okay. Okay. James Marsden has have similar careers. And, but, the, and that's the thing, James Marsden, good looking guy, great looking guy, not Matt Bomer, good looking, uh, <laughs> but James Marsden is I in a don't very, know. Now, but but he's I, close though. He's really handsome, man. No, of course. You know? And he's done comedy. I'm one of the few people who still, I love Anchorman too. Yeah. People shit on that. That is a prescient film. It's mocking our current media. Like, yeah, he's really funny in that. He does family. He did the Sonic, the hedgehog. He took that paycheck. He's fine. He's done it. He's done it. He was an X-Men. Yeah. And he's one of those guys where I go, you say similar careers. I say, no, I say Bomer has not had the same career Mm -hmm. in terms of, has maybe he's turned down the franchises and things like, like I said, there is a lot of agency in here for Matt Bomer to be like, uh, I chose to do the work and to do more interesting projects. I didn't want to be X, Y, or Z possible. So this certainly right. possible. So here's,
1: here's the question. Cause but then he, I would
0: say, but where are the other, like then, then when we, okay, Matt Bomer to me is the most obvious, but after Matt Bomer, who's the next out gay actor up. And the only reason I bring this up is it's just this is a podcast. It was a curious topic, I thought, and something that maybe could get people engaging or yeah, we could have a conversation about. Great. But it is one of those things where I say Hollywood is the liberal capital, the 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 boogeyman of like liberal uh, no values. You know, I'm saying that in quotes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of progressive hedonism, and yet still, the market. Are you telling me the market cannot bear a guy with mega A-list looks? A-list talent. He's an indie guy. Now, if he's an indie guy by choice, good for him. God, he can make the choices. But then I would say, but there is no other person ready in the wings to take this role, to take this, to become a, whether it's a, a George Clooney or a Chris Evans right. or a Chris Hemsworth or a Paul Rudd or a, like any number of genres. And there it's not there. And I think that's very curious.
1: I think some of it comes down to the parts that he would probably I think male audiences to accept him as like a like a badass kind of leading character. I mean, I like him. I think I probably could. I think he's a good enough actor. But so this is a great example. He is in the DC cinematic um, uh, animated universe, the new one that they've kind of just started. He's the voice of the Flash. So I think that there was there were these rumors that like anybody that voiced the character was also going to be they were going to like be the voice of the character and then they'd be the on screen version of that. So like if he was the Flash in the new version of the DC, like if he was the Flash in the Justice League, yeah, could you buy it? Would you be all right with it? Like,
0: or do you think that too you handsome? Would- <laughs> he kind of it. Yeah. He no, ba- like, like, su- swimmer. Swim, he's Superman. Cut, swimmer, Superman. Yeah, yeah, he's right. Superman or Batman. Right. Like like there are certain guys. Do you are buy like, him
1: as Batman though? If yes. you watch them on screen, you're like, yes. that's
0: Bruce Wayne. Seems like it might be short. But, but they I short, don't think he's short. They have short kings now, I'm yeah. hearing. Right. I never have to worry about that short king. <laughs> okay, little guy. But they've got uh <laughs> but he looks short, but it might be because he's uh just sculpted. Yeah, right. But he' Short or tall, I could see, I mean, he's easily a Batman or Superman. And then that wouldn't that be an interesting question? Because they talk about um, what ta Coates, I think, was trying to write a Superman for like Michael B. Jordan. Yes. And that would be its own path breaking thing, of course. But I'm like, but what if Superman was gay? Not even the character, just the actor. Playing him.
1: It'd be interesting because actually Superman is not all that sexual of a character. Right. Think of all that. Not that most superhero characters are, but like like, I don't know, Downey playing Iron Man. He had a sexuality to him. I think he
0: was like Laura, big fan of of Iron Man. I'm like, so you like that guy's banter. (laughs) But when I banter, it's eye rolls. And can we watch the show? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay okay that's what you want to do you don't like it when i talk so you want a drink i'm gonna have one
1: uh it's sort of an earth's mightiest heroes type thing uh <laughs> but no yeah i i think i agree i mean maybe he could be superman and and because superman is a boy scout you there's not really he i guess he's got the thing with lois lane but it's not like you ever watch superman with lois lane and think like they're gonna fuck you're yep. kind of, he's like saving her and they're like,
0: going to gently kiss. Right. And he's going to continue being a role model for school children. Right. So honestly, it could work. New movie idea. Just passionately gay. Superman. <laughs> Larry Lane yeah. is the co-reporter and yeah. they fuck on the desk. Super, after he Superman saves the world. fucks Green Lantern <laughs> and kills him. <laughs> but then that's it's the, the super thing. Super come. I was, th- <laughs> I was thinking also like of a show like the boys. Yes. Um, where I'm like, I don't know Anthony Starr. I think he's, I think Anthony's, do you watch The Boys? He, he plays Homelander, right? Yes.
1: That guy? Yeah. I've seen the first like season and a half. I have to pick it up. Right?
0: I think Anthony Starr should be nominated for a fucking Emmy. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's a great I'm performance. terrified of him. Terrified. And it works because he's handsome. Yeah. It, it, it augments the terror I feel. Yeah. Where it's like, if he was ugly, I would not be as scared. right, right, right. right. And like- and he's a guy where I go, I wonder what his deal is. Yeah. And I'm just like literally because I'm racking my brain for like, well, who don't, whose sexuality? I don't know who's kind of an A-lister or right. a big star. Sure. And then the question is, it's nobody's business. But then it's like, if he were gay, why isn't it out? Yeah. And um, it's just, and best arms, by the way, while I'm just going through the homoerotic segment of the show, uh, the deep, the guy who plays the deep, I'd kill somebody to have his arms.
1: I don't think I know the character. The
0: fish character. Oh, oh, that's um He's from like Chase Supernatural or Vampire Diaries. He's from one of like the shows. I think he's on Gossip Girls. Also that oh I okay, think so. that's yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah, another handsome guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not not Matt Bomer though.
1: No, no, no. If you <laughs> are.
0: <laughs> but I don't know. And this is one of those that we, we're gonna take a break in a minute. Um, well, the the only thing I yeah, wanted to please. bring up
1: with Bomer was I, like thinking about cuz it's a great point JL. I never really think about it but I do love Matt Bomer I think he's such a, a talented actor and handsome guy
0: I am the, straight in the sheets but a strong gay ally in the streets yes
1: <laughs> I likewise <laughs> but Bomer so like like my I first came to him because my mom loved it suits is it suits or, no, 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 he
0: was on white collar. That's it,
1: white collar. Yeah, yeah. So he, I knew it was one of those USA. I shows. thought they were the same. I was just yeah, like, it's all who are the these?
0: same shit. I was like, oh, oh, no, no, no. Suits is the one with the so-so looking guys. Yeah, white right, collar right. is the one with the super handsome guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so but that was where I, where I kind of came to Bomer, and then like I knew who he was because my mom was such a big fan. Right. And then uh, like I think he did something on Glee, and he kind of like he he kind of as an out gay guy, I think kind of like channeled part of his career in that direction. But one of mm-hmm. the first times I watched a movie and he popped up and I was like, Oh, it's Matt Bomer. I love that guy was, um, the nice guys, which was Russell Crowe and Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Uh, and it was a, uh, Shane black movie. I thought that movie was
0: fantastic. Uh, I did. I watched it because it got such great reviews. I think yeah. that's a movie I'm going to have to do a rewatch of. Cause I, I was just kind of like, "It's okay. But it seems like, I Critics love, it. love that movie, and it's like that's a good cast, obviously. Dude,
1: it's just very well written. It's like classic Shane Black, ties everything up perfectly with a bow. It's, what else it's, did
0: Shane Black do? Re- oh, the he's the guy weapons, who weapons. He was the guy who Predator. was in like Predator, right? Yeah. He yeah. was in and then he became a screenwriter.
1: He was a screenwriter before I think before Predator. Oh, okay. And then he was just in Predator. And right. they wanted him they cast him in Predator because they wanted him to do rewrites. And he was like, No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna be in this movie. Anyway, he's um but he it's a great movie. Bomer shows up and he is a hitman in, in the, the third act of the movie. And I think he works in that he, you can't there's no inkling of him being gay. You don't think about his sexuality right. because he's just this kind of sterile, scary guy, right. like killing machine. And I think in situations, like, it's, it works perfectly. You have this guy that when you look at him, the point of the character is you would look at him and not be scared. You'd look at him and think, oh, this guy is, like, a handsome businessman or whatever and very charming or whatever. Very handsome businessman. And then he, business he's, like, a man. fucking killer, you know? And I think in roles like that, he it could works.
0: could probably kill me. Like, if, if, if I met him, I'd just be like, oh, man, this is so cool. I'm talking to this guy. Look at that hand. Do I look, look, look more <laughs> handsome or worse in his glow?
1: <laughs> you look down, you have a knife in yeah, your and stomach. Yeah, and I'm dying. I'm <laughs> yeah. like...
0: Oh, it's like staring off into the sunset as yeah. I die. But it's a great performance by
1: him. <laughs> and I think it really works because you're not there. He's not like linked to a woman or a man. In right. any, he's just kind of there. And he's this like, you know, um, uh, ambiguous killer. Right. And it works. But and he just puts his acting on display and he does a great job. So I think roles like that. And listen, man, he's a good actor. He takes on roles that are challenging. He doesn't just like, I'm handsome. I'm here. Exactly. And you like know? I
0: said... If this is, I'm only using him as like kind of one of the most obvious examples, but if he is, if the career path he is choosing for himself, then that's great Yeah, that he's, he's just able to do whatever he wants and he's choosing this. But I would say in the aggregate, Hollywood is not choosing like Hollywood clearly is choosing a path of you got to be a. Asexual at best to be right. a true leading man in 2023. Dude, because it doesn't work when they try to,
1: and it's, it is, you're right, it sucks when it's like this, but like, uh, like if he, got cast, if he that, got
0: cast as Superman, yeah, let's say hypothetically, new Superman map, I'd be like, perfect choice. Like, I think I would too. Right. I gotta be
1: honest. I but think that's I would us. too. Yeah. But
0: once it, once people do their research, there'd be plenty of people like, it doesn't matter or don't care. But if it came out that you'd have a lot of jokes, but also a lot of great now Super, It's like, well, Superman isn't gay, right? The character is not gay. If that's what you're worried about, the actor is just
1: have an awesome, handsome actor. But would that still
0: be for plenty of people, a woke agenda now? And that's what, and I wonder, is Hollywood behind oddly enough in this sort of mindset? And maybe they're not because I think our country is still backwards in so many pockets. Yeah. But I'm not even talking about Mississippi Republicans not liking it. I'm talking about what's Hollywood doing. Cause it seems like we talk like it's 2023. And I'm like, right, it's 2023. I'm not telling you who should be the star or right. who needs to be out or who. It's just odd to me that there are none. Right. Period. Doesn't no, matter who it's it is. A great it's point, just, dude. And Matt Bomer, uh, if you listen to the show, uh, you're my vote for. You know,
1: leading man. You're our leading man, Matt. Palmer. You're our leading man.
0: Um, <laughs> so, we're going to uh, take a quick break for the sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk hockey. Huh? Yeah. Enjoy the sponsors. Welcome back, everybody, to Rain on Your Parade. How was your break, Mike?
1: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, well, the bathroom doesn't smell fantastic.
0: <laughs> so, but I wanted to talk, the, the, the first topic of this show was something that just came to me last night. Sometimes you're struck by a bolt of lightning and that bolt of lightning was obviously Matt Bomer's handsomeness. Yes. But the real topic I want to discuss, and it's not, it doesn't have to be a super long one, but was hockey. Yeah. And I don't think we've talked really about sports. We've talked about sports tangentially, I think, here, mm-hmm. but not as like a, a, a focus. And over the last couple of years, I've just gotten into hockey. I used to, I, I always like hockey video games. Me too. And I would watch the occasional playoff hockey game or Olympic hockey and go, boy, oh boy, this is great. Yeah. Next year, I got to get into it. Uh, yes. And then it would be a year or four years later, I go, oh man, I got to get into hockey again. Yeah. And, you know, obviously in 94, as a, as a New Yorker, my uncle was a long suffering Rangers fan. When they won, he got calls from like high school buddies that he hadn't spoken to in 30 years. That was like a celebrating. Yes. Wow. Cause that was, I mean, because that was like, he loves, he loved football, baseball, but hockey, I think, I think hockey was kind of his favorite sport. Mm -hmm. And he, so I was obviously, I'm very aware of what was going on. 94 hockey. I still have like a 94 Stanley cup champions hat, but the point is hockey I've been to three games in the last two years. Mm -hmm. I think the garden is a beautiful place to see hockey. Prudential Center, not so much in Jersey. Yeah. The garden like destroys it in terms of just how good it looks. Prudential Center is
1: very bland. Very bland. It feels
0: unfinished. Yes. It's weird. It's like, are are they ever going to finish the rock? Right. (laughs) Whereas the garden, they did all these renovations and it's really nice. Yes. And hockey is the cliche, which is true. Amazing sport to watch live. It is unbelie- the best sport yeah, to watch. It from, is, like opinion. it's it's yeah. a cliche, but it's also very true. Yes. Um. So Laura and I started going. We kept saying, like, we're going go to go some hockey games. So we went to one last season, and I, it was just it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Yep. I see a back row of like eight dudes, white dudes, and they're like late fifties, and I'm like, please don't say anything, please don't say anything, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, they yeah. didn't, and yeah. I was like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. what a great experience. But you are in the heart of a Trump
1: rally usually at the it's, hockey it's,
0: games. It's 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 unfortunate. Yeah. Um, because it is a great sport. I do know black hockey fans, but they are very rare. Yeah. And
1: as our black hockey players,
0: right. There, Which is they so, exist, right. But. Which that's also kind of a, it's like, I didn't think I'd be the Jackie Robinson of the Rangers in 2022 yeah, right. kind of a situation. Yep. But it's an amazing sport. I'm in awe of it. The way I'm in awe of great athletes, like anybody playing professional hockey, you don't have to be the best. You could be the worst player on the ice. I'm like, you're skating, you're getting hit. You're you're trying to shoot a puck behind a world-class goalie where you have have like this much time. And you might die at any moment. Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's just, it is a beautiful sport. It is, it is a, it is a chaotic sport, but it's incredible, incredible sport. Yeah. And I don't, I'm just learning. Like, we now start to watch we've made a conscious effort to like watch Ranger games because I'm like, well, ever since I lost my job, I think the MSG that comes included with our cable package is the better choice than $250 seats. It's yes. really expensive. Yeah. And but but it's 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 fun to watch on TV. And we're I'm finally starting to like acclimate myself to all the names. Uh, I know this guy, Capo Kaka. Mm-hmm. I like his name. He just got injured. Capo mm-hmm. Kaka. What a great name. Yep. Um, Panera, 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 which right. I want to make a T-shirt that says Panera bread, and it's just the logo, but I can't sell them because I'd be violating multiple trademarks. And, and Panera, co-
1: yeah, yeah. Be a lot.
0: But the point is, we've been watching it, and it's made me think over the last year or two: what the fuck happened to hockey in this country? Yeah, because it has been a total collapse, and I'm talking to you, Gary Bettman. It's been on your watch, Commissioner. I think the big move they may be, and my point is overarching theme of this next segment. Hockey went from solidly locked in at number four mm-hmm. of like a big four. Yes, they might've been the Andy Murray to basketball, football's Djokovic Federer. or Federer. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you get the, you yeah. get the analogy. Sure do. They may have been the Andy Murray, but they were still welcome in the clubhouse. And they still got to be part of the big four. Even if it was like year fourth, you know that, right? I could name so many players without even watching hockey. There were NHL guys on cover of sports magazines all the time. They were in commercials. They they the video games were like the way NBA 2K is or Madden, NHL on Sega Genesis was at the same level. If not, you know, at the very same level as Madden. So, what the fuck happened? to hockey that it all collapsed the way this year, my comedy and legal careers both collapsed at the same time. <laughs> it was a real nine 11 for me personally. Yeah. It was like uh, legal career is going down. And then next thing you know, here comes the comedy. Anyway, that was inappropriate and insensitive. Uh, never forget though. Never forget that 2023 my shoulder and my two careers were ruined. Anyway, Mike hates that talk. We're talking hockey. Um, <laughs> But it has been an across-the-board collapse for the sport, in my opinion. They seem to have been... I would I would say they are in danger of becoming the sixth sport in this country. What would be... F- obviously, four- football, basketball, baseball yeah. are ahead. Soccer yep. is... In 15 years, soccer is going to be ahead. If it's not already, it will be for both the talent level, the money that's being pumped into it in this country, the safety level of it compared to a football, because I think anybody who loves soccer can't deny that football's health issues have been a a good thing for soccer growth in this country. Mm -hmm. And then MMA, I'm not an MMA guy. Sure. If you count MMA, then that's what I'm saying. And now MMA MMA is
1: already more popular.
0: Right. And it's like, yeah. And you're like, NHL, first of all, you might as well get rid of fighting then. Because if if these animals have MMA to go fucking ape shit at, then then why keep fighting in hockey? You might broaden the sport if you get rid of fighting. Okay. Maybe, maybe. I'm hearing your point, But I'm I'm talking, I'm saying- I have a rebuttal, but I'm saving it. No, and and many of the animals that, that go to the games, they go there for fights. Right. Right, I know it. But maybe- MMA is now taking that need away. Why go to a $250 hockey game when I can see for for $50 I can t- see two men try to murder each other. <laughs> yeah. None of this pussy referee breaking it up until <laughs> yeah, one right. of them has brain damage. <laughs> what referee? <laughs> yeah. Okay, he's dead. He's dead. Get off. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Right. Good job, ref. Yeah, right. Were you in the Were you in Rocky 4 ref? Were you the one stopping the Apollo Creed fight? Yeah. So, but hockey is still an amazing sport, but I but my my main point is Across the board. First, I think the big mistake they made is in the early 2000s or late in the early 2000s. I think they thought they didn't need ESPN. Yes. They went to fucking versus. Yes. And it was like they ceased to exist.
1: Why? I don't know. Was that their decision? That was post lockout, right? I, th- Did ESPN made, not want them? But no, that, no, no. I think that e- fucked
0: them for sure. Yes. I yes. think ESPN was probably at, knew they were the only game in town and, and hockey was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a French accent, not a yeah. Canadian accent, but you get we it. We will go to Versailles. We will go to Versailles. People will follow hockey. Yeah. And they didn't. You yeah. couldn't find, I didn't know where Versus was for like a year or two. I'm yes. a, I would accidentally be like, what the fuck is this? Yes. There's hockey on this weird channel. Yes. that Then they went to NBC Sports, yep. which is really only there for the Olympics as yep. far as yep. I'm concerned. And Notre Dame football. May, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, well, it's about time. No offense to Notre Dame as a nice Catholic. I know they're the official like Catholic college of, of Catholic Republicans. Yes. But uh, off the national team, it's about time. It's about damn time, as Lizzo said. And so they fucked up their TV bag. They thought they were bigger than ESPN. They were not. Then there's the video game component. I think well, that okay. the promotion of the video game, like video games, were what made me more aware of hockey and know the people and know just the game. And the last thing I'll say, because if you say they still come out with NHL games, but you don't see any commercials for them, I'm
1: I'm itching to go. So oh finish, no, please, well no,
0: point. I have I have more points, but please go. Well, actually,
1: to, to, so the NHL, the video game part is actually. So maybe there might not be as many television commercials for it, but mm-hmm. the like the gaming community, they're not really on. It's not as important to get them on TV as it is to get them on YouTube. We'll Twitch, say that to
0: Matt and- Bomer, who is a <laughs> my favorite member of the gaming community. All right. He needs to be on TV more. That,
1: that pun had just had to make it in. <laughs> um, but. Uh, that NHL game the NHL game is is widely considered one of the best sports games oh it is by like p- the currently yeah but so it is so it like 2k has the popularity yeah um, Madden has the most famous just but I name. think I think the NHL games by like sports gamers yes uh, is
0: considered better than uh,
1: like Madden and oh, no. the show
0: agreed you know I've always liked the hockey games the best and yeah. I like them for so many reasons the gameplay. The time so much fun. and yeah. the time yeah, it's like, quick. Oh, yeah. I can get through an NHL season in two months, yes. not MLB the show where yeah. I'm falling behind yes. the regular season. Yes. like, <laughs> yeah, I don't right. have four you hours can't even keep up. to play one baseball <laughs> game today. What the fuck? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. No, no.
0: But that's, and that's my point. You're you've made the point on video games that I would make that fits the broader narrative of the NHL, which is, Oh, sports gamers like the hockey game. Yes. I'm not a sports gamer, right? I may buy a sports game. I'm a casual fan who I want to have the games I like, but Um, you better make me aware and you better make it fun for me. And the NHL similarly, I think has become sort of in this weird way, content with just like, well, we sell out most of our arenas. The playoffs are great. Our players don't seem unhappy. Yay.
1: Yeah. Well, all right. So so I have a, there's a few things that I and I think that all of your points are are right. Um, I think the ESPN thing is the biggest. Th- yeah. The fact that you couldn't find hockey on TV for like six years. Right. D- definitely was bad for it. Now, here's here's another question that I was asking when you were ranking the list of uh, sports mm-hmm. uh, that hockey might be sixth. Is hockey less popular than baseball at this point? Yes. And I, so? and the
0: only reason is the size of baseball. Yeah. In my circle, it's not more popular with me. Yeah. But it's still, it's still, it's just so big. It's definitely not as popular as it used to be, but it's so big still mm-hmm. that like you have 30 stadiums, many of them sell out. Yeah. People watch the World Series, not in any big numbers, not like they used to, but it's, I think is sheer numbers. Well, cause- it's, it's not more popular based on like where it used to be. It's actually probably had a much bigger decline. But I think in sheer numbers, I think baseball is still just, if you tallied up fans, yeah, it's still more popular.
1: Here's the rub with the NHL, though, which is what sets it apart from the MLB, is that half of the league is in Canada.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: can- I mean, you they have a market share of Canada that I would think probably... Almost makes up for the market share that they don't have in the US. That, like, the like, so baseball specifically is, is. It's big in the other countries. It's big in Japan. It's big in the Latin American countries. But that's not a huge contribution to Major League Baseball other than a scouting pipeline right? where they're taking the players. There's no MLB team in Japan the way there's an MLB team, uh, uh, an NHL team in Winnipeg right, and Ottawa and all of these places where they really fucking care about hockey. Right. You know? Uh, But I
0: think, okay, so what I would say to that is, but they, that, then probably hasn't changed. Yes. Like, in other words, if it was popular, if they were fucking popular in the 80s, they're popular today. But there's unquestionably a diminished growth in the United States. So the yeah. overall the overall engagement, and I can only speak as an American who, who's curious about why it's dipped here. Right. And because I'm sure it's always been popular in Canada. So I, I, whether it's gone up, I doubt it. I, I, it's probably the same. Yeah. But in America, it's and, and the other thing, on top of all this is other than Wayne Gretzky doing MGM. And it's a, it's a very good joke on my special tall boy. Mm -hmm. Can I do it for you? Why not? I said, we're here. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at I'm on the train the other day and I see a sign for MGM sports betting. And I got Barry Manilow selling sports betting. (laughs) So what the hell is Barry Manilow doing selling sports betting? And I look closer, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. It's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Um, so him and I saw one with Connor McDavid. Yes. Now, Connor McDavid who is the new Gretzky, the new Gretzky yeah. but I'm like, who are you? Right. Like, I've heard of you because- Because he plays in Canada. But 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 that's the thing. Wayne Gretzky played in Edmonton. He won four Stanley Cups in Edmonton. I know who the fuck Wayne Gretzky was when I was seven years old. Yes, but then he played in uh, L.A. No, no, but that, was, already, that was a big story because it was like L.A. just got Wayne Gretzky. Yes. It wasn't like, oh, who's this Wayne Gretzky yes, fellow I've right, never right, heard of? Right. Whereas, and my thing with that is, and I think this is a league-wide problem as well. Where are the commercials? Where are the endorsements? How are you selling your athletes?
1: They don't market these guys at no. all. No. And I think that part of that is I that- watched
0: a Ranger game and I didn't see any brand commercials. I saw a fucking car dealership yeah. commercial. I didn't see one ad. Yeah. Thing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna continue the Matt Bomer theme here. There's a lot of the the hockey player look, sure. The old look of the gap tooth dude. The mullet. A lot of these motherfuckers look like rock stars. Girls, in a love good hockey way. Blood, yes. In a good way. They're very handsome. Flowing hair, jacked. Like there's a lot of decently. I think some of it is jacked, because, but lean. Right. Well, yeah. Some of them. And some of them just fucking jack punch you in the face if I get too drunk. Sure. Okay. Matt Rife. Matt Reif. Um, it's. <laughs> so I'm looking at these guys sometimes after games and I'm like, why isn't this guy an act like. You know, Henrik Lundqvist is a perfect yeah. example. My Very uncle, handsome. before he passed, was always like, "Why isn't Lundqvist in any commercials?" Yes. Yeah. I was like, and and then I would I saw women tweeting during like the Olympics or something. You know where where more people were seeing it. many women that I never knew even <laughs> knew hockey existed were like, "Who's this Henrik dude?" <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. And but so because because he wears a mask. No, no, of course, games, of course. Jail. But That's people know Tom Brady's handsome.
1: Yeah, but and the NFL is just so much. Of course, no, no. But know? I'm
0: saying. I knew what Mario Lemieux looked like. I knew what Brett Hull looked like. I knew what Jeremy Roenick looked like. I knew what Wayne Gretzky looked like. Messier. Messier. I knew what these people looked like. And I was a teenager who didn't really care about hockey. Yeah. That's the key. The key is not the, do the dot, are the dot, like the way to grow. And maybe this goes to a broader, maybe sometimes it's good for people not to be obsessed with growth because we're kind of in the stock market and all that a high corporate. obsession with growth yeah. and maybe hockey isn't obsessed with it. And maybe that's how they keep their product pure or whatever, but it's odd to me that it hasn't just stayed the same. It is dipped and it is dipped across the board because I'm like, I never see a commercial or product commercial with, with a hockey player ever. Yeah, shouldn't I know? It's the only one, but and shouldn't S- I know
1: PK Supan who
0: is retired? now? Right. Shouldn't I know what Connor, like, shouldn't I be able to identify Connor McDavid yes. in a lineup? Yep. If he's the star. Now, I'll tell you, there's two guys. The last two hockey players, other than guys I've seen, like, at Ranger games. I know who you're going to say. Name both of them right now. Crosby.
1: Yes. And I would have to say Ovechkin. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <right.
0: laughs> no, and they, they are, like, in the their 18th years. Yeah. That, to me, is the last time hockey was trying to be, like, broader. That well, was the end of it. They had a great thing going with those guys because sure. I, I,
1: I, so I went to high school in a place where hockey was big. Okay, and I had I didn't really know anything about hockey until I had moved to that point because I was baseball, football, basketball. Um, but that was when those guys were in their prime, mm-hmm. and they had this awesome thing where, like, Crosby was kind of the pussy. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I don't was like, it was like, was like the, the fucking tough guy. The baby guy. face, yes. And Ovechkin <laughs> the was heel. like the, the heel, yeah.
1: And not that Ovechkin was an actual heel, but he was the right. dude that was just like, he's an unstoppable force yeah. and like like he's, he's this Russian rocket. And then fucking- Pavel Pro- Bure, Yeah. Another yes. guy
0: from like the 90s yeah. that I can just recall. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is Yaromir Jager. Such... Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a ton of guys that are the, like that. And, but, and,
0: and the thing I will say about Ovechkin, here's another, you just gave me another example. Ovechkin. If he plays like another 2 seasons, he's going to will break Wayne record. Gretzky yeah. not the points. Oh, scoring. Goals. Yeah, yeah. Which is still Wayne Gretzky was so far ahead of everybody in everything. Now nobody yep. will ever catch him in points ever. Right. Because if you take away his goals, his assists would made him the leading point getter of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how insane he was. But just the fact that you have a modern player who's about to pass Wayne Gretzky in one of the two most significant records in the sport. Yeah. What's going on? I know. Like, what the fuck are you doing? But I'm telling
1: you, as a as a h- rabid, uh, rabid uh, baseball fan, I think that I I think it would be the same thing now if somebody was like approaching DiMaggio's hit streak. Or I don't think it would be as big of a deal. I think they're two sports
0: that just don't have the the I juice disagree. that they did. I I think you're right on that. I disagree because I think if if someone were chasing Bonds' asterisk home run record. Or a hit streak, I'd be tuning in,
1: and but I and they've like kind of but they've old. kind of lost me.
0: I haven't watched a <laughs> baseball game in in a year and a half, not really? one. Yeah, because I always think, oh, I want to watch. What, I said I wanted to watch with the pitch clock, right? And I didn't <laughs> because I just couldn't. Like whereas hockey, I you made didn't a watch co- a single baseball game, not a single game. Really? You know what? You want to hear a JL Jinx story? Sure. Last baseball game I went to, first game I went to live in three years. I went to see them play the Houston Astros the last summer. Right. Yeah. They got no hit for the first time in 18 years. It was oh, a combined wow. no hitter by the Astros. Yankees at the time had the number one offense in baseball. And I said, I've done my work here. I've done my work here. <laughs> I'm out. 18 years. They haven't been no hit. Number one offense in baseball. No hit by the Astros. Goodbye, everybody. Good seeing you. I'll be back in a decade. Um, <laughs> the But hockey, it's, the fact that i'm just saying they must be so content in the sport of hockey with just being the hockey world that it is because to yeah. me it's it's baffling that you don't want to grow the sport make more money for the athletes like i'm sure they're making good money of course but like you could grow the pie
1: i bet you that the way that they grow is not It doesn't work everywhere in America. The fact that they have a hockey team in Phoenix is weird.
0: Yeah. I think
1: that they grow it internationally. I think that they have like a Nordic division and like, like, and you have like Sweden and uh, Norway and all these, like you have a team in those places. And then you have a team in like, uh, like France and you have a team like, then there are, I'm saying that that's what I think is going to, like, they're going to have an internet. All the sports want to do this. Right. Uh, the question is, which ones have the juice to do it? Okay. Because the NFL, I don't even know. That's why they do all those Germany games and all that they shit. They keep testing the waters. Yeah, so they're, like, they're testing Mexico and Germany to see if they can put Mexico stuff there.
0: Mexico, fine, but. although great. Uh, I can't wait to play my August 31st game in Mexico City. We <laughs> yeah. had six players die, five from heat exhaustion, and one had his head Kidnapping, chopped off yeah. <laughs> by a, by a cartel. right.
1: So um, I think that's what happens with hockey. I think hockey moves and internationally. They, but they maybe this is just a, me and,
0: being American centric. But but what sport is like, we'll let the American market lapse. <laughs> We're still the like biggest consumer market in the world, I think. Yeah. But it's just like it, it's a sport that literally you can't.
1: I, it's, a, it's amazing to me that they have more than one team in Florida. I I just example, don't understand. Right. Like, it doesn't it doesn't work everywhere. Where are you? Where dude, like in the, in Michigan and Boston and all these places where it gets cold, there are guys that go out and play on the pond. It sounds yeah. fucking archaic and hillbillyish, ish, yeah, yeah. but like, that's kind of part of the culture around Alaska. Like, you know, I had a friend that grew up in Alaska. They just, the pond would get cold and they'd go skate on the pond and play. Like you can't do that in Dallas.
0: You know what I mean? That's true. But I just, I, I do think it's, I don't know. It, 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 it has struck me as odd that the the sport is still going strong in its own way. Yeah. But that it's like, no, we don't need the 90s money any like we don't right. need the endorsements. But nobody needs it. But my question is, why don't you want it? Like, yeah. why don't why why don't you want the sport? Like it's it's just bizarre. Never in a subway commercial, you know what I mean. You'll see football, basketball, baseball players in subway commercials. No hockey player. Yeah. You could identify the motherfucker, like Connor yeah. McDavid, hockey player. Well, you you should to. know. Yeah. Right. You yeah. could run an ad campaign. If you were smart, you could run an ad campaign about like people not knowing hockey players, yeah. and it could be funny and educational. Yeah. But yes, and like you said, chicks dig hockey players. Yeah, like they, they look like they look like rock stars who don't drink and do drugs. Yeah. And. It's, it's, it baffles me this whole thing as just somebody with a name that identifies as a hockey player, Jean-Louis Covin, you know, I wish I had, I had been raised a hockey player, just a nice defenseman where everybody says my name. Right. Yeah. But too much of a, they would have called me a pussy. They'd be like, he doesn't like to get in fights. He's Like the biggest guy on the ice. Yeah. He's, he keeps winning that like gentleman award. <laughs> Fuck him. What is that? Like the lady Bing award or some bullshit. I don't know the hockey one, but yeah, like the Clemente award, the sportsmanship or, award. Yeah, yeah. It's like in a sport that values violence. Yeah. It's like you win the 2000, you've, you're a six time recipient of the hockey pussy award. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everybody. As you can see, I have all my teeth and my original nose. The hockey pussy award <laughs> is great. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Obviously we still have to do your favorite part of the show, but that's, that's once again, Hey, food for thought. Yeah. Right. Gay listers. That's what we call them. Gay a listers and, uh, and hockey who knew it, but yeah, go enjoy comment. Tell me your thoughts. If you have information, you know, you can comment on YouTube or you can, you can, you can leave a review and let me know there or just on social media, but You know, if I'm wrong or if I'm forgetting some things or if you have other information, always welcome to get it. You're probably wrong, but hey, I, I can be wrong sometimes. Right, Mike? Sure. Rarely. Very rarely. But let's take one last break and we'll come back with some comedy talk. Yay.
1: And now from the Slickback Studios newsroom in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Here is Scott Pelley with a Rain on Your Parade Special Report.
0: This is Scott Pelley on assignment from 60 Minutes for J.L. Covan. This week's Punchdown of the Week, J.L. posted a video where Donald Trump was mispronouncing the Koch brothers' name as Cock. And, uh person on YouTube commented, it's actually pronounced Coke. JL? Yep, that's the <laughs> punch down of the week. Uh, somebody who, see, and, and there was a chance that this person was being sarcastic, I have to be honest. But in my fan base, it's still less than 50% chance that they were being sarcastic. They might have actually... It might have been like one of my senior citizen fans actually correcting me, even though I was talking as Trump, making cock jokes. Mm. But they made sure that I knew it was pronounced coke. So congratulations on your punch down of the week. Now let's talk about the talk that everybody's talking about in comedy, which Mm -hmm. means Mike extra loves this. (laughs) Matt Rife, okay, which is, you know, how Asian tourists pronounce the MetLife building. (laughs) Uh, He... He, <laughs> he came out with a special, folks. It's called Natural Selection. It's on Netflix. By the time you hear this, you'll be like, this is old news. Yes, it is. But it wasn't old news when I was talking about him every episode of this podcast for the last several months. I have been ahead of the curve on Matt Wright from the beginning. And now I feel like I don't. the curve has gone too far almost. Now it's... Now, instead of being in the JL honest integrity and critical look on the world of comedy level, people have gone into the, like, let's bat, burn Matt Reif at the stake for making a mediocre special. And people are doing the Matt Reif isn't handsome. I love that. Like, you know, he's no Matt Bomer, obviously. But he is a nice looking guy. He's kind of in the Killian Murphy realm of looks. He looks more fake.
1: Right. Matt Bomer looks like a just a really insanely handsome person doesn't, but it doesn't look like plastic.
0: Right. Um, kind of the way like Jamie Presley always kind of looked like a porn star, even though she wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, she just had that kind of look. And it's like, Hey, if you like that look, it's a blessing. It's like, no, she's all natural. Yeah. Yeah. And if you hate that look, it's like, well, I don't like it. But Matt Reif, he came out with a special. Now I did the research. I did the work months ago when he was becoming a thing. I couldn't open Facebook without seeing at least eight reels per day. Of Matt Reif. I would click on them and be like, less like this, less like this. The irony is if you click on it, stupid Facebook is like, I guess you'll like this. It's yeah. like, are you not seeing that I'm clicking none, none of the less like matter. this every time? Yeah. Right. I saw, I must've seen a hundred reels of his. So there was a, he was, he was thriving on the algorithm. Okay. crowd work, good looking, you know, just, I guess that's all you needed you know, and black scent, he was doing all the things that like white, white social media algorithms really like. Yeah. And he was blowing up from it. And so I said, let me watch one of his specials because I'm always open as much as I may seem like an aggressive douchebag and critical. I am always open to liking somebody's comedy. If, if it's good, it's good. Like I said, last week with Trevor Wallace's special, I was like, it wasn't terrible, and I meant that as a compliment because I came in thinking this guy might be terrible from just this Instagram TikTok hero to hour-long theater show, mm, I'm skeptical. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't bad. I think the guy, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And I watched Matt Rife's second special. It was called Matthew Steven Rife. And I watched it and it was like he's got some good jokes. Uh, it's very telling that, you know, he uses a pronounced black scent when talking on stage and he talks like a Valley guy or country guy when he's on like podcasts with white girls, like probably some of the ones you produce. <laughs> and he then, and then I noticed his crowd was like a majority white, which is, you know, unlike Gary Owen, a comedian that I've worked with and that I, that I like he, his crowds are like, you know, he talks like a country dude, talks a lot about his mixed family his audience is like 99% black. So the co the authenticity leads to that co with ticket sales. Um, and then I noticed that he did about 25 minutes of crowd work in an hour long special. Okay. If that's what you're known for, great. Good for you. It wasn't, I thought it was very mediocre and I found some of his stylistic choices and the, the various things I've mentioned as not problematic in like a cancel them kind of way, but problematic in terms of like, this is the next comedy star. Right. So then I see natural selection. I go, Well, I'm going to watch this. Got to watch it. And I thought it was mid, as the kids would say. Uh, it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen by any stretch. It wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. That would be Nick Cannon's comedy special on Showtime <laughs> yeah. from like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. The single worst comedy special I've ever seen in my life. Legendary. I,
1: I've even heard about it. I how bad loved this is. it. Yeah.
0: I, I was posting clips on Instagram when I was watching it on Showtime. It was it is the woat. like that is the undisputed worst special, but because it was so bad, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It was it, you've, like, there is a joy in watching stand-up that terrible. Mm-hmm. So, and he lost like some gigs temporarily. Like he lost like America's got talent because, it was because so bad? of it. No, because he was like, man, fuck NBC. Like he was just <laughs> in his element and it was like, okay. Oh, that rocks. It was awesome. Like it was like, it was like, <laughs> Hey, if you made Bring the Pain 2, yeah. I get Burning Bridges. Yeah. You just made the worst stand-up special I've ever seen. And you were just like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, you gotta give it up. Matt Rice is not bad like that. But what I noticed watching it, he was doing his, he was doing the things he keeps he does. Okay, for real girl. Okay, so I don't even know. I don't even know. And it was all that kind of stuff. He had some good jokes. He had some very stock jokes, very like, did you hear, was the cool black kid in your school telling these jokes 15 years ago? Because that's what it sounds like you just ripped off. And the last he did about having watched Matthew Stephen Reif, he did at least 20 minutes from his YouTube special on his Netflix special. And I thought, well, nobody seems to care anymore about the rules or, or, what matters that used to matter in art and in production and comedy, but he did 20 minutes from an old special. So his hour was really 40 new minutes and he ended it dropping the mic going, but I can only do crowd work. Right. And yeah, drop the mic. I've heard that this is, and really- I was like, if this had been all original, because some of the best bits on the special, I know everybody loves being the first to go. Oh, I couldn't make it past three minutes oh, what, were you having a fucking heart attack? Like this, (laughs) this like, it was so bad. I turned it off after two minutes. Oh, I turned on the credits and the Netflix symbol came up and I said, I can't watch anymore. Do I win? Do I win? Am I the most anti-Rife now? It was, it was to to brag about not doing crowd work, but to have filled in the 20 to 25 minutes that you would have usually done crowd work with, with old pre-recorded material. But if nobody knows, then they're going to be like, damn, my man went in on him. (laughs) Man, no crowd work from my boy. It was mediocre. And what I have said to you before on this show, when we talk comedy, which I know you don't like, but he illustrates my point very similar to what I said in a different way about Ralph Barbosa, whose special was better. Let me be clear on that. But it's the idea of seeing guys who look like good features, Uh up and coming guys getting the kingdom. They're getting the theater for Netflix when they should be like, hey, I open for so-and-so now and I'm crushing it. And I'm getting, I got like my first late night spot and I'm really doing my thing. You jump right to theater, Netflix tour. (laughs) Like as soon as you're like competent and you fit the right algorithms. And, but what I have to say, so I've said my rating is mediocre. I laughed at some stuff, but most of the stuff I laughed at was old stuff, you know, but the backlash to him has become this sort of he's punching down. He does. He's celebrating domestic violence. Now, that joke about the woman with the bruised eye is an old joke. And somebody said, like, he stole it from Jesselnick. Fuck that. He stole it from everybody like who's a book, ever like a told joke book. <laughs> he stole it from a joke. Like in other words, yeah. there is a joke. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to repeat something that teen males used to say in the fucking nineties. What do you say to a woman with two black eyes? Nothing. Somebody told her twice already. Right. <laughs> Aren't we bad? <laughs> right. Of course that's a mean joke. And, a, but it's the type of joke that most teen boys, I mean, I'm sorry, not the truly elevated ones who would say, I never heard that joke. We didn't tell those kind of jokes. The same people who told me that Trump saying Grab him by the pussy wasn't locker room talk. I was like, well, as somebody who's been in locker rooms for many years at many levels, that is locker room talk. <laughs> it's not good. I didn't engage right. in that talk. That is locker room talk. It's the one time you'll find me defending Trump. Right. Is that like he was speaking in a hypothetical, like it didn't sound like he was. And now to be fair, Trump certainly probably has done that literally, but just based off on the extra tape, it was like, that was locker room talk. He's a 60-year-old billionaire. Don't know why he's still talking like he's in a locker room, but it is. People who've never been in a locker room were like that is just not talk I've heard. It's like okay, but guess at the why for family day, maybe that's not what's going on in the locker room. Anyway, rife tells this joke. I was like, "Well, that's a really kind of old joke." But everybody now is like he's celebrating domestic violence. Well, no he's not.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing, JL. Uh It is not worth the risk, and I think that is part of the issue, where his audience is primarily female because of his his plastic face.
0: You live, and this is my rule, you live by the dumb algorithm chasing white chick, you die by the dumb algorithm white chick. But the thing I will say is, did you not watch his stuff? This is in keeping with the way, like not that specific joke, but this whole idea of him being like ally at, like, did you watch his comedy? He made jokes about fucking women. Like, I know it's not domestic violence, but Fu- it's, Yeah,
1: fucking women and domestic violence
0: are not... I am, I'm, a, Well, if you do it right, it is. But it, it's, Look who's making the domestic violence <laughs> oh, jokes now. No, no, no. no, that wasn't JL. That was me. That was Vinnie the Gini. I'm back, baby. Remember in the 80s when you used to just grab a chick by the hair? And she say, no, no, no. And I'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could do it and nobody would meet to you. Remember that? There's days am i right mikey uh, you you said it vinnie the guinea <laughs> <laughs> no i agree of I course hear from Vinny. but but when they start to say he's misogyny i'm like it, when when you start to go with these sort of toxic male umbrella of comedy of misogyny sexism yes domestic violence is the worst of those things yeah. but it's not like his jokes were just like ladies I like he wasn't doing the bass breakdown on a Boys to Men song on stage. Yeah, he was still making street jokes and doing like so. No, I'm not equating them, but it's not like he went from zero to sixty. I think that the the issue is though that the
1: I having having not seen the special, it's very odd that somebody that is. So successful. Right. Because he is. I mean, with 24 million Instagram followers or whatever the fuck. He's so successful and he just completely turned his back on the audience that kind of got him there to seemingly impress like cool comedy bros. That like don't think that he he's like a good comedian, right? Which kind of defeats the purpose of his entire career. It doesn't really matter, right? Like he he just sold out the people that got him there, and now I understand why women would be like, "What the fuck?" Like this but isn't I, quite what I. I was also expecting. got the
0: vibe though that it, and I I can't characterize. It. I also felt like a lot of the women who were turning their backs on him. We're not people who'd bought tickets to see him or anything. Like, no, they but, were just hearing about him and knew he was the hot guy comic yes. with lots of chicks who want to fuck him. And then they were like, "Oh, I can't believe Matt." Right. Like, but here, all right. So, JL, here's the
1: thing: he isolated his comedy fans by doing comedy not well, and yes. I guess that's poetic in a way, you know. Like, and that's what I was saying. Where like the domestic violence, it's not like. Somebody that is making an effort to do some kind of art, which we've had nebulous discussions about off mic when it comes to comedy. He's, he, you know, he threw away his audience for a fucking cheap, like joke book domestic violence joke. Like, you know, if I wonder if you ask him about it after the fact, if it was worth it. Like, I, you know, people being offended. I, I'm not necessarily a person that believes that people should care much about, like, jokes. But if you're a comedy fan, you could look at that and just be like, eh. Eh." Right. And Eh. my
0: my thing with my comedy two cents is, like, I'm obviously, I've established very well that I'm not a fan. Right. But I also, I feel it necessary sometimes when I see a sort of, what I consider to be maybe a a certain overcorrection. I'd be a piece of shit if I didn't say, well, like, I'm not, like, going to pile on and be like, yeah, and he did that, too. Right he literally started his show and said, I just want to see where the boundaries are. Like he kind of acknowledged that as like, I'm just testing you. And maybe that was what he's not. I don't know if he's quick enough. He does do some decent crowd work, but if he was doing that to kind of cut, co- I don't think he was doing that to cover himself. I think he really was like, I'm just testing. And it was, it was very stock. It was very like, we we've heard that before, but I felt like, the thing that made me laugh was when he posted his apology and a link to helmets for special needs people. Now, we both have family Wait, really? members. Yes. We both have family members, uh, I believe, with... You're
1: not fucking... You're not kidding? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we both have family members, correct? with yes, With special my, needs. My sister's got Down syndrome, yeah.
0: And and my nephew is autistic. And uh, I laughed at that. Be- because Because it was like... It, what, it didn't feel like he was just, it felt like he was baiting that. Like, I actually kind of appreciated, not the ballsiness of it, but the kind of like, oh, the idea of somebody going, actually looking for Matt Reif's apology. Like, oh, he did. Okay. I want to see what he posted as if if you're looking on Instagram and clicking for his official apology for a joke, I kind of like that you open up something that's like, a, a middle school, middle finger. <laughs> i like, kind of, I kind of just yeah. in the broad context, I kind of thought I did chuckle at that knowing that it's, it's, it's more infantile than it is offensive. Um, but his special overall was like, uh, it was mediocre. And, and, but I feel like the mob mentality, I hate it when it goes either way. I've made videos about comics at their peak when everybody's like, they're the greatest thing ever. Oh my God. And then when I see people just being like, it's the thing happens to Schumer. It's happened to like Dane Cook where it's like, well, don't now you're just like a dude kicking somebody in a mob. Like you're, you're joined a mob and you're like, I'm going to kick this guy in the fucking teeth too. Right. 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 Like these are some of the people where it's like, these are people who've done good work or have lots of fans. And now you have your chance. Is
1: interesting. He was, he went from being like the hottest thing to like everybody being like, this guy fucking sucks. We all hate him. And, and I, without any real like decline in the, work it's just, I think no, he no, just graded on people. There
0: was decline. I'm going right. to say this as somebody who was a fan. There was decline in the work. Yeah. But I watched some clips. We were, I was, I make Laura do all, like Laura, you think you're annoyed with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Laura has to live with this. I,
1: yeah, my heart goes out to Laura.
0: <laughs> Laura, we watched some Dane Cook clips last night and we were watching like his one from the BK lounge where he's just, and he, it's That's classic. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. And I'm like, You don't have to think everything Dane Cook did was funny. I think Dane Cook's early stuff was the product of 10 years of building up. Yeah. Those first two albums were like his first decade of work. Then they needed the content. He was like the first comic, I think. Yeah. Who got caught up in the content. Right. And- the, the quality declined Ooh, because- like For social media comics. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because of MySpace.
0: And he, but he did, and the thing I like, the thing I always respect about him is he did it himself. He didn't like MySpace algorithm. I can conf- find, no, he was like, I'm going to invest in the internet before anybody else and and just make my presence right. known. sure. And his early stuff is really funny. If you never like any of his stuff, that's fine. I think his quality declined. But I did, I'm not going to sit here and be, act like Dan Cook sucks, right? How can I say that if I liked some of his albums? Yeah, yeah. But people tend to just pile on. And Matt Reif, I just, you know, we have, we're have we in this culture now where the, people kind of will say like it's a de facto winning argument. And I had this discussion with a lovely fan of mine on Twitter, respectfully. I did disagree with her. She made her points clear. Um and I don't necessarily do this kind of comedy, but I also don't tell people they can't do it just because I don't do a bunch of punch down, but I'm like punching down has become this thing where people now use it as like, you're punching down end of this end of dro- mic drop. Right. You've punched down, not allowed
1: comedy criminal,
0: right? Like a defense. Yeah. like a, like an automatic, like you fucked a woman that was 15. Doesn't matter what she said, what you did. It's a crime. Yeah. You do have no defense. Pray for leniency. Like the punching down. I mean, Sometimes punching down is funny. Like sometimes it is. And I, I, I get yeah. that you don't want people to be bullies, but sometimes it is funny. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But this notion that punching down is like, that's it. Who, who decides who's punching up and who's punching down? Like, right. And don't get me wrong. Know? Of course, if I was sitting here mocking, like one of the first shows I ever went to, the feature act was doing a bit on the special Olympics, completely punching down. Right. I'm laughing hysterically. Sorry. Right. Like I, like, cause it was funny. And I'm accepting that when I go in here, I don't think this comic is a bad man. Right. Like, so when he's making these jokes, when I see Dave Chappelle do lectures on trans people, I think that's closer to his heart. (laughs) And I don't, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Like when he's doing, that's a
1: funny way to put it when he's doing
0: talks and getting mm from the, from the congregation, that's not raucous laughter. Right. If you make jokes about trans people and I'm laughing, Hey, somebody might be offended, but it's also comedy. Mm -hmm. Sorry. And I just think this thing of punching down as being automatically bad. And I think people smell blood in the water and, you know, maybe it's fitting. He rose from social media and algorithms and superficial kind of qualities, though. I have seen some of his, I'll be honest, I've seen some of his crowd work videos that are, that are actually quite good, but he's going to die by that as well, or at least take a major, major hit from that. And maybe that's poetic and it's some kind of weird justice, um, I would just prefer a comedy landscape where the best comedians rise. How about that, Mike, for a concept, Jerry Springer's final thought for the show. So guys, Mike, uh, just literally, I have to rush him to the hospital. He just slid his wrists because we talked comedy too much. Um, so thank you for listening. Please, if you haven't give us a nice review on, uh, on iTunes or Spotify, um, share it with a friend. If you've enjoyed listening to these episodes, please get a friend to listen, say, I like this comic and his. And it's a great producer. You should listen. I think you'd enjoy it. Um, I have shows coming up in Florida in February. They're on my website now, jlcomedy.com. So if you live anywhere in central Florida, please come out, outnumber the gun crazies. And uh, what else? That's it. My Patreon already plugged. So I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next Thursday.